I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Folks, on Sunday, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu said, we have three goals for this war. Eliminate Hamas, return all our abductees, and ensure that Gaza does not become a threat to the state of Israel again. We continue until the end, until victory, nothing will stop us. What's incredibly mystifying to me as we look across this country and the reaction on so many different fronts, uh, there's only really one, a a statement that kind of sums this up. I said it yesterday. If you only want to help the Palestinians, never want to help the Israelis, and can never bring yourself to denounce Hamas's most brutal and inhumane actions, then you are functionally pro-Hamas. And it's interesting that it wasn't until Hamas murdered, tortured, burned, raped, kidnapped 1,400 Israeli civilians that a lot of leaders across this country all of a sudden uh, revealed that there's this moral complexity, fearing that taking sides might offend some members of their community. Is that credible leadership? Not in my view. We're joined by Arnie Filco, former CEO of the Je- Jewish Federation of Greater New Orleans. Arnie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Noel. Happy to be back with you. Arnie, um, a lot has happened since the last time you and I uh, talked. We're in the middle of this pause. We are trading hostages three to one. Um, and uh, this continues on. It looks like we may have as many as a number uh, of another six days of this to go on. If if the most recent uh, news breaking, uh, n- most recent stories suggest your thoughts. Well, it's yeah, probably like many other people. I have I have mixed reactions. I'm, you know, on one hand, I'm I'm, you know, very very happy for the families uh, of the hostages that are seeing their loved ones returned, um, you know, whether it be 12 a day, 13 a day, um, you know, it, Jewish Jewish values and Israeli values, um, you know, honors and values life. And to be able to get these hostages back is, you know, something that we're, we're very happy on. You know, the, the opposite side of that, though, I have to tell you is um, – I almost feel every night that I'm watching the media and I see the three times that number uh, of, of Palestinian prisoners released. I mean, it, it, it suggests to me that, you know, that Hamas, you know, can claim victory that, you know, they're getting people that, 
And, and again, I want to differentiate the hostages that Hamas is releasing, the Israeli hostages. These are civilians. These are kids, you know, two, three, four years old, senior citizens. You know, the, 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 the people that Israel is releasing are in prison, and they were in prison for a, for a reason. So criminals. Very, very, yes. And, and you know, the different levels, obviously, of crime, but, but people that were uh, determined to have, you know, either been security risk or terrorist in some way. Um, so very mixed reaction to it. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I think all of us, you know, want the innocent civilians of, of Gaza, you know, to have humanitarian relief. I think that that is something all of us, you know, view as something that's positive. But this is almost a surreal situation, uh, Noel. On one hand, you know, the Israeli government is saying that, you know, we want to get our hostages back. And on the other hand, you know, they're saying that we're going to eliminate the people that are holding those hostages eventually. And it's just, it's a very odd situation and a, and a very, very bad situation. And I, I very much feel for these families. It's heartbreaking to see these children come back home um, and and to hear the stories now of, of some of the terrible conditions under which they were being held. So, you know, very mixed reactions and emotions to what's happening. Um, it's part of the nuance of all of this that sometimes doesn't align. And I, I, like you, am having the same difficulty connecting these dots and and at the same time always think long term. Um, that's how I was taught. And in the long term, it seems to me that the landscape that we've created right now in dealing with a terrorist organization is really dangerous. And I, I'm curious, um, you know, because it seems as though any action that's going to be taken in the future, the first action is going to be the taking of hostages mm. um, because we're playing this hostage chess game, right? Uh, and I think it heightens the responsibility of any leader within uh, the confines, the territorial boundaries of Israel uh, in protecting themselves in, in the future. Well, I think that's a valid point. And I, I, don't, even, I don't even think that I would limit it to Israel. I, I think you, oh, yeah. you no, you're look, right. You have to look at the rest, the rest of the world and the precedent that may be created. But, you know, and, and, and look, Israel is in a very, very difficult position here because of what I said. We value life. We value every single human life. And we want to get those hostages, hostages back home. That is a top priority. But to your point, in, you know, I almost, I almost fell out of my chair reading this this morning. A, a member of Fatah, leadership, which is the group that runs, not Gaza, but the group that runs the West Bank, uh, the Palestinian Palestinian Authority, he made the public statement today that what what Hamas did, you know, is is the roadmap for what we should be doing with the Palestinian Authority, that we should be committing violent crime and that we should be kidnapping Israeli hostages that that's how we're going to get what we want in the West Bank. Uh, that is the most incredibly dangerous statement that I have read in the last several weeks. And God forbid that that should happen again. I don't think Israel is going to allow it. I think their antenna is up right now. But you're right, Noel. I mean, the downside of what's happening is that you are laying a precedent, a foundation 
for future problems. And one need only look at what's happening in the Middle East. You can look at Russia and the kidnappings that they've they've uh, done, um, and and demanding you know um, relief and, and benefits. Iran has done that. So yeah, it's a very dangerous precedent. But what can Israel do at this point? The reality is, there's 175 hostages still remaining in Gaza. We don't know. We don't know if they're all alive or not. We don't even know if Hamas is holding all of them because now they're claiming other groups may have them. We've we've got to try to preserve life, and we've got to do what we can, and Israel has to do what it can to try to get its hostages back. And that's the the dilemma that it faces. As a law enforcement agent, I don't know how frustrating this is for you, um, but one of the first steps is proof of life, because you don't even really know what you're negotiating for, right? Uh, And that's what really has frustrated me, and I'm sure it frustrates the Israeli officials as well, is that they would want proof of life to to gain a better understanding of who's alive, who's not, uh, so that we have realistic expectations about how we go about with this negotiation. And unfortunately, I think not only the United States, but a number of others in, in the Western world have put undue pressure on Israel to do certain things where we find ourselves in this dilemma um that we just it, it, it's kind of a circular thing that we can't get out of right and and we we're, we're we're making series of bad decisions um here without with little or no information and not much of any control at all well we we that is that is a major problem we we do not know the israelis i don't think know you know, which of these hostages that are remaining are alive, are injured, are, are healthy, ready to come out. We, I, I don't know that that information is known. And I, and I have to say, I am, and I'm going to express this personally, I'm very disappointed with some of the, you know, the, the non-governmental groups, the nonprofit groups like the International Red Cross. I mean, this is one of the areas that the Red Cross should be demanding that they get involved in. I, in fact, it, it, it supposedly was part of the agreement reached um, a week ago when you know when the you know when the, the hostage situation agreement was was uh, was put in place that the Red Cross was supposed to visit the remaining hostages to at least know who's alive, who's not, what aid, what medical aid is needed. Um, you know, you hear everything in the news about the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. And look, I, I have great empathy for that. I don't want to see innocent civilians being killed or hurt any more than anyone else does. But there's also the other side of that, and, that, and that's the humanitarian aspect of the Israeli side. You know, it would be really nice to see proof of life, and it would be nice for the Red Cross or other, you know, independent humanitarian organizations to be able to get in there and do what they are supposed to do, which is to, you know, observe hostages, talk to hostages, and let families know whether they're alive or not. None of that is happening. So, you know, each and every day, Israeli families, you know, usually several hours ahead of the release, are contacted and told that their family members are coming out. Um, sometimes they don't come out. Sometimes they come out delayed. Um, you know, we're learning over the last few days that, um, some of the family members are learning that other hostages did not make it, that were killed in Gaza. I mean, this is just cruel and evil. And, and, and it, 
I don't know where it's going to stop. The only thing I, I do know is this. There's three things. Number one, the hostages should be unconditionally released. It is against all international law for these hostages to be held the way they're being held. Number two, Hamas and its partners in terror need to be destroyed. Whether that's today or a month from now or a year from now, you cannot let an evil force like this be sitting literally a kilometer or two from your border. No country would tolerate that. And number three, we need to have people of good conscience and good faith be able to actually sit and talk about the long-term solution here. How do we not have conflict after, you know, so many years of, 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 of battles between Israelis and Palestinians? But you know, the last thing that's important for people to understand, and I, I wrote about this a couple times, this is not a battle uh, between Israelis and Palestinians. It's not a battle over land. It's not a battle over history. This is truly a battle of evil versus good. And what Hamas has been doing and continues to do is just pure evil. And for those that have moral concerns about what's happening, please don't forget what happened on October 7. Israel did not start this, number one. And the world has never seen the level of atrocities that Hamas and the terrorist groups committed on October 7. And we cannot forget that. Uh, No matter what the media wants to report and elected officials want to say. And I think all of those points, if we could keep them in perspective, you know, maybe we could get a better understanding of what's occurring. You heard my comments before I went to you um, about, you know, a number of leaders uh, engaged in this moral complexity, uh, fearing taking sides and fearing identifying this as you just so appropriately uh, described as good versus evil. What are you hearing in the Jewish community? I mean, what what is it? Well, let me just ask you, and, and I'll put you on the spot if you don't mind. Yeah. How does that fe- How does that feel? I, it, it feels very wrong. Uh, th- there should not be moral complexity. Okay. Um, again, I'm going to say this one another time. All of us value life. We do not want to see any loss of life of innocent people, be it Israeli, be it Palestinian. I mean, that that is Jewish values. And one, we we value each and every life. Having said that, um, it's, it's very concerning to me that elected officials in our own country and globally, you know, are sliding away from what happened on October 7th. Um, as, as you probably have read in the last 24, 48 hours, there seems to be a move within some members of our own Congress that we should condition aid to Israel. I, I mean, that goes against all historical precedent of the United States and is a very, very dangerous precedent. Um, I mean, I don't think there's a more moral army in, in the world than Israel in terms of trying to protect innocent people in the midst of a war, an urban war. So, you know, when I hear about this complexity, it, it really disturbs me. Um, and look, the large, large majority of the Jewish community here in New Orleans and nationally, um, you know, are very supportive of Israel because we know what the, what the importance of the Jewish state means to the Jewish people, especially after World War II. 
Um, so I, the, the vast majority, but even within the Jewish world, I mean, there are, there are, there are some elements of minority elements, um, candidly groups that I would label as fringe and anti-Zionist, anti-Israeli, but there are some, you know, that have taken the Palestinian cause and, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's very disturbing to a lot of us. Okay. Because again, I don't think this is a battle of Israel, Palestine. I think this is a battle of, of, of true good versus true evil. And when you, when you see what happened on October 7th, with 1,400 people literally burned, raped, uh, decapitated. I mean, my God, I mean, any human being has should be looking at that and saying, this is intolerable. I mean, this is unacceptable to a moral world. And, you know, if we can get to that point, then you can actually look into the future and say, all right, where do we go from here after this war has ended? You know, who... Who's going to govern these areas, first of all? But more importantly, how do we actually get to peace in this region? And, you know, Noah, one of the reasons that's been articulated, President Biden said it just a couple days ago, that one of the reasons Hamas did what they did is they don't want to see that peace. They don't want to see Israel and Saudi Arabia or the UAE or Jordan or, or Egypt or, you know, you name the country, having peace with Israel because that. That eliminates their agenda if that happens. And, uh, you know, the world should be working towards that as the long-term solution, not towards having terrorists on the borders of, of a country. Let's talk a little bit more about that if you have a few minute, more minutes to spend with me after we get to a break. We're visiting with Arnie Filco, former CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater New Orleans, talking about the latest on the Israeli-Hamas war. We'll be right back after the break, folks. Stay with us. Welcome back, folks. We're visiting with Arnie Filco, former CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater New Orleans, and we're talking about the Israeli-Hamas war. Arnie, sometimes I kind of am mystified. I'm scratching my head so much I'm, I'm losing hair um, on mm-hmm. trying to square up certain things. Uh, you know, this progressive sentiment that seems to be uh, running throughout this country that is clearly on the side of the Palestinians here and Hamas. Um, how, how difficult is it to square this up when you think about the folks within Hamas and many different beliefs in the Palestinian community are very cavalier about rape, they murder homosexuals, women are viewed as chattel, and yet they pick them over Israelis. Well, it's it's very frustrating, Newell. I mean, as you know, and I think probably a lot of listeners know. I mean, I I'm a Democrat. I'm a long lifelong Democrat. Consider myself, you know, fairly moderate in my in my political views. But what has happened here is. Um, there's a concept called intersectionality. And what it means is that a lot of people in the Jewish world who, who largely are progressive, are, are more liberal, that have worked on reproductive rights, that have worked on racial issues, that have worked on immigration issues, um, are finding that people that we worked with in the past as partners have deserted the Jewish people as it relates to Israel. 
And it, it, it is a very, very frustrating thing. And I think, candidly, it has caused, you know, a lot of members of the Jewish community to take a new look at, you know, where are we? Are we alone out there? I mean, how do we deal with other social issues that we're very, you know, very involved in? Um, you know, but where are our partners when we need them? And, um, you know, I believe that you don't give up in that area, That you, but you've got to have really good dialogue and you've got to be able to have direct discussion with people that remind them that, you know, you're supporting when you support. There's nothing wrong. Look, if somebody wants to support Palestinian rights and land, I, I get it. I mean, we've been battling over this yeah. since 1948, okay? Sure. But what I don't get, what I don't get is, how do you ignore the atrocities that occurred on October 7? Um, right. And also, as you say, how do you ignore some of the policies of these terrorist groups that, that are in governance, like Hamas, that really are anti-LGBTQ+, or are anti-reproductive rights, or whatever it may be? Um, they're just, there's so much inconsistency over the over the the whole situation today that it's very frustrating for for individuals like myself and others that want to form relationships and continue to build you know liaisons and and, and relationships and unity with people yeah you know and i i was disappointed uh, uh, not in to- in totality of how the president has handled this because I, I think he's he's early on i thought he he sent a good solid message but most recently, when I found out that he apologized to Palestinian leaders and, and, and said that, you know, that he was wrong about uh, attacking the data that was being given out by Hamas relative to Palestinian deaths. Uh, because what I find interesting there is that they're able to collect those numbers in such a quick fashion where it was a much easier way to determine the number of deaths in Israel and it, and in, in, in the Israeli uh, land. But we had a difficult time for about, if you recall, about a two-week period of time, the number fluctuated, right? Because yeah. people were appearing in places, this, that, and everything else. And there wasn't a complete total infrastructure demolition that went on there. But yet in Gaza, it takes months to remove rubble uh, in buildings and stuff. And for some reason, they've been able to determine, like within hours, how many people were killed. Yeah, well, I think. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 and what I don't understand is that the leaders, university leaders, uh, government leaders, and others are not asking the question, well, wait a minute. The Red Cross is not in there. There's no independent third party validating any of this. And we're apologizing for saying, how did you get to this number so quickly? Y'all are hiding out in tunnels. How does this work? Where's the infrastructure to determine the number of casualties that you're throwing out there? And we're just buying in to this social media warfare that's going on and, and then find ourselves having to defend ourselves for question asking legitimate questions and then when the yeah. president does what he does it makes it even worse i just don't <laughs> understand what what are we thinking about as it relates to this well let me say this a few points i first of all there's a lot of 
hypocrisy that goes on. The the numbers that the um, health health ministry um, of Gaza that's released. I, I mean, you know, look, I, more than likely those numbers are not not correct. It's it's a it's a um, it's an arm of Hamas. Everybody knows that. So, you know, I, I th- you got to take with a grain of salt the numbers that come out. But look, I, I think, and the other thing I would say that we need to look at with a skewed eye here is, you know, when you read these stories about uh, the hospitals and that, you know, that they're totally innocent, there's no terrorism, there's no tunnels. Well, just look at the video, for God's sakes. I mean, you see mm-hmm. these tunnels under a FIFA hospital. Uh, you've even seen some doctors come out now and say, look, we, yes, we saw terrorists, you know, within the hospital structures. There was some uh, closed captured uh, video of, of one of the hostages actually being run through one of the hospitals on, on October 7th. So you got to take with a grain of salt all of that. Um, I do want to say this, though, Noel. I, I am very proud of President Biden. I, he's not perfect. Not every statement has been what I would no, like. I agree. But for the, but for the most part, our president has really stood by Israel and and trying to balance some of the humanitarian aspects. And and I'm very happy we have him in office. I'm very happy that we have a majority of Congress, Democrats and Republicans, that are supporting Israel. And and hopefully they'll do so going into the future. Absolutely, no, no doubt. Arnie, uh, I know it's a very difficult topic. We certainly appreciate uh, your perspective on this matter, and we appreciate the time that you spend with this. Uh, thank you so much, my friend. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Neil, for having me. Take care. All righty. Arnie Filco, former CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater New Orleans. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.